Oopsie. Can't actually say that on air. You already know what time it is. It is the Bravo Sierra Hour with DJ Hacksaw. I almost said what that actually means. <laughs> Oopsie. Can't actually say that on air. Um, how's everyone doing today? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying Friday. Excited for reading week, of course. You did our March page early. <laughs> I'm going to be in studio with Britton Gold, one of my good friends. He is a broadcaster for all your favorite sports here at Radio Lore, specifically the hockey team, though. We're going to have a good chat. In the meantime, I'll be playing some of your favorite tunes here. And just to start us off, we've got some nice country going. Here's someone I used to know by the Zach Brown Band. Stay tuned. We've got a great interview coming your way. Bravo Sierra Hour. I'm DJ Hacksaw. How are we all doing today? We're one day removed from everyone's favorite day of the week. It is reading week coming up. And in studio with me today is my favorite man of the hour, Britton Gold, who just walked in. We're going to have a great show for you today. You can sit right down right there, buddy. You're very welcome. So how are you doing? Oh, me? I'm, I'm doing just fine. Uh, do, I, do I put this on? Yeah, you can put on the headphones, yeah. Oh, awesome. So, uh, yeah, pretty much just got done with my midterms for the... Uh, for, well, for the time being right now, I feel pretty confident with that. Well, that's good. So, what midterms did you have? I had um, French, which was, that was a doozy. Yeah. And um, then I had cultural, not cultural studies, and then I had European history. Fun. Uh, yeah, it actually wasn't too bad. And then I believe I had, actually, no, I think that's it. I actually got it off quite easy. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. So, do you have any after reading week, or? Um, no, actually. That was just a... Uh, Kind of like a clean slate, just get it all out of the way first. That's apparently the mindset my prof said. That's that's the best way to do it. That, I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that. <laughs> yeah. So. so what got you into, uh, I, I introduced you just like two minutes ago. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so everyone, I told everyone that you are the sports broadcaster for Laurier, specifically the hockey team. Yeah. So what got you into that? What got you interested in saying, you know what I want to do? I want to broadcast for the best team in the league right now. <laughs> what got you interested in that? Well, um, I it kind of just started in uh, high school because I uh, it just had like a naturally deep voice, I guess. A very smooth, calming voice. Some um, thank you. Uh, feeling feeling flustered. <laughs> uh, some actually liked it. Some actually uh, don't. It's it's, it's kind of like a fifty-fifty thing. But people always insist that I go into this line of work, and I really enjoy hockey uh, and a lot of sports. So. Uh, yeah, I'm actually broadcasting the women's hockey games, and they they actually went off on a high note. They won their last game in the home game of the season, so Woo! yeah, it was, it was amazing. Uh, they finally defeated Windsor, I believe. Yeah, two to one. It's quite a good game. It sounds intense. Oh god, it was. So, so who's your favorite hockey team? Because I'm a big Leafs fan, like a huge Ooh. Leafs fan. Well, that, that's pretty common around here, so I don't fault you for that, but. Uh, my team is the Blackhawks. Excellent. I can't fault you for that. They're a good team. They're good, yeah. I mean, they they had a pretty bad start to the season. Yeah, I don't think we can... Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. This is, this is a, it was a, rough. It was a big oof. Yeah. But they're, they're pulling through, actually. I think yeah. they're going to make it to the playoffs. They started off like me in high school talking to girls, and then they got to me in university. Not bad. Not bad. 
Making improvements, making strides. Exactly. So it was Valentine's Day recently. Now, I see you're wearing red. Did you celebrate Valentine's Day at all, or were you just sort of... It's Thursday. Oh, man. Uh, kind of a little bit of both. I'm... I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing someone. It's been, Ooh, lucky man. I know, I don't know. It's been going on for for a while. Uh, the problem is she's actually... It's, it's a long distance thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's always the... Oh, those are so tough. They are. Like, like I don't, I don't know what to do for Valentine's Day, so... And she didn't know either, so we just decided to, like, uh, just talk on the phone, and she wants to get, like, a necklace, necklace so family... Aww. I know, the, the can audience, 90s audience, oohs and all is at that. Yeah. So I'm going to be in the red for probably a little, just a little bit over just a while. Just a little bit. A little bit worth it. How so, about you? Uh, I did absolutely nothing special, because I had to, I ha- I woke up, had to go to classes, then do some army stuff, so I did diddly squat for Valentine's Day. It's still actually pretty chill, though. Oh, yeah, it's oh, not yeah. bad. I got, to, I got to learn new stuff about a light machine gun, so that was pretty awesome. Holy. Yeah, I, there's this huge, like, we call it a C6 machine gun. Mm-hmm. Imagine every light machine gun you've played with in Call of Duty. That's that. And it was awesome. We didn't fire it, obviously. We didn't, like, mm-hmm. load bullets into it because we're in Waterloo. Right. You know, and we're ten minutes away from university. Yeah, that could raise some red flags. Yeah, you know, I don't care if you're in the army. Carrying a light machine gun, just, you know, not even if it's loaded, just to the street near university. We're not the U.S. Exactly. Oh, no, we, we try to distance ourselves. Yeah. No offense to the American listeners. We, we love you, America, but at the same time, you're a bit crazy. Just, just a little bit. Kind of like a, kind of like a very beloved family member. Now. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like that Uncle Tom you have. It's like, he sometimes drinks too much at the family gatherings, but he's still family. Oh, he can't choose, can't choose family. Exactly. I, Robin Williams actually had a great quote about uh, Canada and America, and he said, uh, Canada is like a really nice apartment over a very loud party. Yeah, that's actually really accurate, because nobody actually hears from us. Exactly. So. We're like, that was kind of there. So, yeah. So, there, there are a lot of sports conspiracies out there. You know, Deflate oh, yeah. Gate, obviously. To, to, which happened. Which happened, yes. Mm. Did it happen? Did it happen? See, I mean, I'm, I'm a Patriots fan, so did it happen? Oh my god, I... Okay, don't hate me on this, and... My, uh, two, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this into uh, my girlfriend, and, uh, and, and to Boston-based sports team. Ooh, fun. Oh, yeah. So she's actually from Massachusetts. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it's, uh, and I, like, I really want to go down there, because like, yeah. Boston's like a really big city, right? Yeah. But I, I hate everything Boston-related. Like, yeah. It, no offense. <laughs> None taken. Thank you. It's, it's Boston. Uh, thank you, because like it's it, it's so loud and really in your face, and I get because you keep winning championships. Obviously, you yeah, that, you obviously you're gonna be a bit proud of that. Yeah, well, well, you know, congratulations to that, by the way, for Super Bowl Fifty Three, worst Super Bowl of all time, like most boring Super Bowl of all time, lowest scoring Super Bowl of all time. But a win is a win, exactly. There you go. Most Super Bowls ever won by a team tied to the Steelers. So ha, really, yeah. Six. One more, and we've got, a, and we've got the record. But, fingers crossed, Tom Brady sticks around for one more season. Please. Please. I think he's going to... I think he's going to stick around for, like, not, not even kidding, five more seasons. Most likely. Yeah. So, you also... I know you're also a big WWE fan. We've talked about this before. You want to commentate for WWE. I do, yeah. So, what do you say to people who say, Oh, WWE's fake, man. It's, it's not even real, man. Why are you that, man? 
I say uh, that because I also like WWE. But thank you. It's a, it's a, wrestling fans is kind of like few and far between because yeah. they don't really show it all that often in public because of ridicule and backlash. Yeah. But uh, to, pe- to people who are really insistent on saying like, like you know, it's fake and like, like okay, yeah, to an extent, obviously it's fake. It's obviously, but. but it's like, I prefer this poem either staged or choreographed. Yeah. Because it makes it sound a lot more professional. Or predetermined. Predetermined, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a play. It's exactly. Like, yeah, it's like a play. And I can like use the same example with saying, I don't know, watching Breaking Bad, that is and, also... Yeah. Yeah. It's also fake, but we still watch it because it's entertaining. Absolutely, yeah. Now, do you have a favorite superstar, either active or of all time? Uh, all time. Favorite wrestler who performed for WWE? Any any organization, any yeah. organization, not just WWE, because there were great guys who never made it to WWE. That's a good point. Oh god, New Japan, Ring of Honor, <sighs> God, PWG. Um, favorite wrestler? It's gonna be it's gonna be an easy one, but it's gotta be like Kenny Kenny Omega. Oh yeah, that uh, he he's definitely in my top five. Mm. Number one for me, Ric Flair. Just oh, yeah. you could see like he influenced not just like wrestling but like pop culture in general mm. like if i say rick flair you say Woo! exactly no one else has a sound attached to their name exactly yeah like it's nobody really crossed into the pop culture like boundary before like obviously hulk hogan hulk hogan yeah like, he was kind of like uh he was kind of like the star for like the northern united states but rick flair was kind of like the star for the southern united states yeah so when rick flair went to wwf and like feud with hogan i was like what is happening? Mind blown. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. Like, watching it back, you know, it was oh, yeah. so amazing. But there's just something... I wish I had lived in that era. Because mm. there's just something about experiencing it firsthand that no one else can really recreate. Yeah, because, like, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Now now we look back and it's like, oh, yeah, I know Hogan's going to slam Andre or something mm. like that. But in that moment, you don't know if, like... Will Will Andre beat Hoden? Will his Will Hoden's lifelong lifelong icon finally defeat him? And will this be a moral bankruptcy for Hoden because he lost <laughs> to his hero? What's going on? See, like like all, like looking back on it, like the storylines, kind of like it's kind of campy, you know. Yeah. But like at the time, it's like when when Andre tore that short off for me, he didn't just tear out the heart of me, Hulk Hogan. He tore out the heart the heart of out of every Hulkamaniac out there. Like that was like really. Captivating oh, yeah. stuff, and at the time, I found it was like a lot more easy to like captivate people because that was when pro wrestling was, was still real. Still, marks. yeah, bunch of smart marks. Uh, no, no smart marks actually, just a bunch of marks. And um, but as the years went on, a lot of people becoming a lot more standoffish. Oh, yeah. it. So it's a lot harder to get and recreate those moments, but they're, they're coming up. Oh yeah, but I find like the original like WWE like Hogan and Flair era, they were such good storytellers mm. like you you got invested in every story like will Ho- will miss elizabeth and randy savage get back together will they fall in love again it, that was like yeah like i agree with that like definitely well, yeah just yeah. like i knew like rewatching like when elizabeth comes and saves uh like randy oh, it's like yeah. i i watch that i cry was that the uh, one where he lost to Ultimate Warrior? Yeah, that was the one. Oh, that was the best one. Yeah. Because it's like he loses, then the girl he's got in store beats him up, and then Miss Elizabeth just comes in safe today, and they had him like, oh, that's true romance. He really loves her. <laughs> I cry every time. 
I mean, yeah, that's pretty romantic. Way more romantic than anything else. I okay. see. So. so what, but do you have like, if, okay, hypothetical. Mm-hmm. You are a WWE commentator. Okay. okay. Dream job. And you know how WWE commentators always have like, uh, the one catchphrase like, God almighty, he's falling off the top steel cage. Or something like that. What would be your catchphrase as a commentator? Man, I actually don't think I'm... I don't want to, like, throw off that question, but I don't think I'm going to have any catchphrase. What? I know. Well, like, you know how, like, Mo and Alan has, like, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia! Yeah. I mean, Cole has, like, historic, like, vintage, historic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, like, as a commentator, I, like, I grappled with this. Like, should I create, like, a phrase before something big happens? And, like, when that big thing happens, I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, But I found, like, the most genuine react... Reaction usually is the most best uh, yeah. best received one. Just like just like when Man Titan gets thrown off the steel cage and you're God Almighty, he's flown from the top cage. He's dead. He's dead. Just like that. Yeah. He killed him. Absolutely. Like that was not planned at all. Oh no. One time is one of the most infamous wrestling calls of all time. So oh yeah. I I think whenever something big does happen and I just genuinely react to it, I. If it's good, I'll probably keep on using yeah. it until it gets, like, tired and worn out. <laughs> yeah, just like some of the catchphrases nowadays. I mean, what? Uh, Michael Cole. Mm. We didn't say anything, though. <laughs> just as we want we want you to get hired by WWE nowadays. So we won't we won't talk too much crap about them. Oh, sorry, guys. What, what is your opinion about WWE nowadays, though? Oh. Like, I know lots of people will say, like... The product is crap now. They don't bleed. They don't swear. What's going on? Why Why can't we have the original WWE match? Come on. So what's your opinion on that? Uh, my opinion is they... I don't think that they need to go back to the Attitude Era, per se, to, yeah. just to make the wrestling seem good. Because you look at uh, New Japan, and like they're a completely different style compared oh, yeah. to like the average American you know, like, yeah. show. Uh, but WWE, I think they're... I think the writing is like terrible. Yeah, terrible. Everything's suffering. Shut it down. That song, yeah, no, that wasn't easy to say. And I cringe. I, I cringe every time. Is it? <laughs> but if they like let the performers go more off the cuff, off the cuff, and say what the character would probably say instead of just what would the writers write for them? Yeah, like just give them more freedom. Uh, and I think it will make a better product. I think the wrestling overall, the wrestling quality is like really supportive. Oh yeah, the wrestling quality itself really good. The promos are just terrible. Yeah, the storylines are like god awful. Yeah, and that's why I loved CM Punk so much. He was my favorite for oh, a long time. He because you when he did his pipe bomb, it was like I I don't know if it was like was it a hundred percent improvised? Uh, they he went over. I think it was someone in someone in Gorilla, like someone with like Vince or like. Triple H, he, he gave them, like, like bullet points, like, hey, I'm going to go over this. But he didn't yeah. say, like, I'm going to go to this in detail. Yeah. So it was kind of, like, 70% improvised. Yeah, sort of like a university presentation. Like, this is the main points I'm going to go over, but the rest will sort of just make up on the fly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a great comparison, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you ever done that, though? Like, been in a class, like, okay, I know what I need to talk about today, at least a B, mm. but... Um... In university, no, okay. not, not yet. But in high school, uh, I talked about Lester B. Pearson, because hmm. I thought he was like the greatest prime minister. Yeah. And it was like, I remember saying like, 
he's from like Saskatchewan, I think. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was saying like, oh, I think we should have free healthcare. He was like, yes, yes, yes. But everyone else was like, no, no, no. And I, that's like the only thing I remember from that presentation. I try to make people laugh, to, because if you like get people to laugh, they're like more engaged. Oh yeah. So I don't want to be like like so stilted and stiff, like yeah. you know. But and I, he was born in 1912 yeah. in Saskatchewan. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I try to like make people laugh and then yeah. fill in the void when they're not laughing with something. To yeah. Like no one. Yeah. Would, would you ever consider doing stand-up comedy? Oh God! Like maybe I, I I'm not really sure about that yet because like I know you do it. Yeah. And like that's that takes a lot of that takes a lot of courage. Uh, you just sort of write down funny stories and then tell people. Mm. It's sort of like like what I do here, but you know, and I'm sure you know the hockey games that you do that you broadcast over. It's almost like that. Like you just imagine that you're talking on a show in front of a hockey yeah. game. Oh well, well yeah, actually, I I, I think like I I probably have to be like a stand like going to stand up more. I guess to like compare and contrast, but that's I'm pretty sure like you're spot on with that. But what what are the reactions you get when you do stand up? It really depends on what content I do and who am I who I'm performing in front of. Like sometimes I'll tell like a funny story that happened to me when my friend when I was at a party and my friend was really drunk. Okay. And I'll tell that story and people will laugh because they can relate to it because we're in university, people go to parties, people get drunk. They'll laugh at that. Oh, yeah. But say I tell a story that my army buddies might laugh at, but, you know, like, uh, well, I don't know off the top of my head, but say I tell a story that I got kicked out of my army buddies from so much, okay, I'll go do this at Wilfs. Mm-hmm. And I might not get any laughs at all just because it's a different group. So it really depends on, you know, what group you're performing in front of. Are you saying Lori is not known for their army reserves that, that go to Wills every night? What? That's crazy. I see a lot. Well, oh, yeah. I don't know anyone, but except for you in the army. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, actually, I was surprised. I'm in. Do you know both Lori Boxing Club? I didn't know we had a boxing club. Oh. We do. They're actually performing. They're actually doing some fights in March or April. Really? Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. But yeah, I know there's a guy there who's in the navy. Uh, there's two guys who are bandies, guys who do band stuff in oh. in Wilson Hall, my hall. So it's like, what the heck? I just saw one guy leaving in uniform one night. I was like, what the heck? Hey! But yeah, I'm su- I'm I'm surprised that we have actual like lots of military personnel, reserves, and Red Force at oh, Laurier. Okay, so like only like people involved in the military can try out for the boxing club. No, oh, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay, sorry. Like, it's all, oh, anyone in Laurier can try it, but I'm just saying that there are, some, there's a guy in the Navy in the boxing club. That's pretty impressive. I would uh, go up against him. So. I mean, uh, he, he's been boxing for a long time. Thanks. Would you do any sort of martial arts, though? Um, well, I did try judo when I was six. Fun. How'd that go? I, I, dude, I quit after, like, five months. Fair. It was terrible. It hurts a lot to get thrown on your butt. It does. And at the, at the end of the day, everyone got promoted to like, I don't know, whatever the next year is above white. And white, I, yeah. I did judo for like two years. White, yellow, green, yeah. blue, brown, black. Okay, so the next one is yellow, right? Yes. Okay, so I got, everyone was like getting yellow and like a couple people got the white and the yellow stripe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got the yellow stripe that completely like took the wind out of my sails and I'm like, I want to go home. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh. Yeah, like, I felt totally dejected, like, dude, I'm never going to use judo. If someone puts a gun at me, I'll just give him my money. Yeah. Or just 
throw a right hook and run away. Exactly. Well, I'd learn in boxing class. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, WWE, English, hard. Uh, <laughs> this manager speaking three different languages, you forget sometimes. Ooh. But uh, WWE actually started off as an actual martial art. Really? Catch wrestling, yeah. Oh, catch a sketch can? Yeah. It started off as that, but then they're like, you know what? People aren't really coming to the shows. This isn't interesting yet. Let's script the fights, add in some strikes, and everyone will come. And then people started coming, and the, the territorial stuff, and then... It, yeah, they just put them on the map. Yeah. Like, I... like I, Yeah, I think it was, uh, like, the Gold Dust Trio. Like, it was in the 30s, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like, A, nobody could afford to go there. And B, you know, if they did, they didn't want to stay there for, like, hours and hours and hours. So, like... Yeah, I didn't know that we were going to be talking about the history of pro wrestling. This is a very welcome surprise. Thank well, it did. And I, would you ever consider training in catch wrestling to get better information of WWE in general? Or would you just be like, okay, I'm going to watch all the Andre the Giant Memorial Wrestling matches? Because <laughs> uh, um, it's not like judo. Trust me. Oh, I, I would imagine not. But uh, I actually did see a couple of... Uh, Catch sketch hand wrestling matches. It was an impact for the uh, Grand Championship. Oh, yeah. Oh, gotta love them. And uh, there's actually a pro wrestling school in Kitchener. Really? Yeah, it's called a... Yeah, there's actually a... They run their own shows. You know Michael Elgin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he performed there. No kidding. Yeah. I, I went to see it in person. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> this is Michael... Big Mike, Michael Elgin. This, this oh. is... Oh, oh. I'm getting too excited. I'm hitting the microphone. Understandable. We're all talking about Big Mike. After yeah, all. we are talking about Big Mike, and like, like so, like mesmerizing. And oh yeah, I wanna like, I'm cons- strongly considering uh, going into pro wrestling school. Ooh, fun. Yeah, because like you know, always wanted to do it, but yes. at the same time, I don't want to like become like a quadriplegic. Right? Yeah, you know, like that's a spear at the back of my head. I actually have a joke about quadriplegics. I wouldn't say it on air because it's. <laughs> I think that's the wise thing to do. But you know, yeah. Anyway, so what do you think is the most dangerous aspect of wrestling? Because obviously you see like Brock Lesnar going for the shooting star press, breaking his neck. That's terrible. That was, that, when you see it, it's like, ouch. He, I was about he finished the match. Yeah. Yeah. So what type of, if you did go into professional wrestling, Mm -hmm. what type of wrestler do you think you would be? Would you be like a high flyer? Would you be a stand and brawl sort of guy? What would you be? I'll definitely try and be like a technical grappler, like kind of like a Zack Sabre Jr. I don't know if you've seen any yeah, of his stuff. Yeah, I've seen one, one of his matches, yeah. Yeah, you know how he like, kind of just like, he keeps his opponent on the ground and like just does all this like fancy, stuff. Fancy stuff around him. Yeah, fancy stuff around like ties up his legs and all that. It's like, like yeah. that's what I wanted. Oh, okay. It's, it, it hurts a lot. Yeah. But like the risk factor is very low and... Sure. And you just keep your feet on the ground for the most part. Exactly. Like that is not terrifying. Yeah. But so no high flying moves in your arsenal, then. I'll I'll try not to do that, but like sometimes it, like it's hard not to do it just to get yeah. the audience like a big pop. Just to, yeah, just to get the audience like he's going to the top rope. Golden, Golden is jumping off the top rope. Ah, fine, shooting star press. Never gonna never gonna happen, by the uh, way. Sorry, guys. What what would you want your wrestling name to be, and what would your character be like? I'm glad you asked. So yes, okay. Uh, Sir Anthony Oxford. Sir Anthony Oxford. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to have this gimmick if I were to do go into pro wrestling. I'm going to have this gimmick where I'm from from the Isle of England. 
the Isle of England. Yeah. Okay, I'm and, liking this. And then I like just go to Canada, and then be like, you know what? This whole independent thing where we have like the constitution and all that, and all that, we should probably just like drop it. it. Drop it. Yeah, just go back to the, the monarchy. Like the monarchy should like impose itself over every Commonwealth country. And because like I grew up, and a lot of people thought I was British for a long time because yeah. I had like a. Like a uh, sort of British voice esque, kind of yeah. Like yeah. it was way worse. My impediment with R's. Yeah. So like, so people just assumed, oh, he's British. Yeah, a lot of people assume. Sometimes I wouldn't correct them because I think it'd be cooler to be called yeah. British. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm British. Oh yeah, people always thought I was Irish for the longest time. I can understand that you have like a slight twang to you. So. Yeah. Well, I am part Irish, but it's like I don't. Yeah. I don't have any family that was actually from Ireland. I also. Oh, okay. I have a slight speech impediment as well, so people always thought, oh, are you Irish? I just say, yes. yes. It makes you sound cool, though. Yes. Yeah. And then they buy me a pint of Guinness. Hey, uh, <laughs> see, no, nobody ever that, did that for me, though. They, oh. you know, they just give me, like, an English muffin like, <laughs> on your way. But, uh. but um, yeah, that's going to be my gimmick. The hardest part is they're going to probably be looking at my... I have, for everyone that doesn't know, I have kind of like brown skin. Yeah. And I'm part indigenous, so they're going to be like, oh, yeah, isn't that like kind of messed up in a, yeah. in a way? And I'm like, <laughs> like, be touchy. But you want to do it, so it's like, okay. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's my gimmick. No one's forcing me to do it. Exactly. So so what? which do you think would be better for you, then heel or face? It's so easy to be heel, I think, because you can have way more fun with it. Oh, yeah. But um, a face... That's a gimmick where I don't think you can actually be a face. Unless you're, like... Yeah. And like, I don't unless know. Unless you're actually in Britain. Yeah. Then, then you could be a complete face. But other than that, you are the heel. Yeah. Like, that's that's a pretty... Op- it's not OP, but, like, it, it can definitely be, like, an OP heel gimmick. Yeah. Uh, but I think the greatest challenge would be a face and still get a good reaction. Not even oh, an ironic reaction, no. So, if that... If, that, if I were to go into pro wrestling, I definitely want to try both sides to, yeah. to, to like, feel it out. Yeah, I was listening to this one thing with uh, Chris Jericho, mm. and he was like, it's really easy to get people to hate you, but it's hard to get them to keep them hating you. Yeah. And then, for a face, it's hard to get them to like you, but once you get them to like you, it's really easy to keep them liking you. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, like yeah, that pretty much puts everything into words. Because, yeah. I don't know, like, Kevin Owens, you know. Oh, yeah. Nobody nobody actually hates him. No. Because there's nothing about him to hate. He's very entertaining. Yeah. like When he was on, before he got injured, like, I was watching it. Pretty much just for him and Sami Zayn and Chris Jericho. Yeah, obviously. obviously. But, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about WWE losing, like, all these guys? Like, uh, obviously, they lost two of the three S.H.I.E.L.D. members. Oh, God, yeah. And it's... It seems like a lot of people are quitting nowadays. Do, like, what do you think about that? Uh, I think this is actually a uh, revolution of sorts in the wrestling business, especially in the American uh, land, land field when it comes to this. Just because the closest thing to a Monday Night War we ever had in our generation was the uh, Impact. Yeah, Impact in WWE. Yeah, yeah and, that, and Impact was only on Mondays for, I think, 11 weeks. Yeah. And then they went back to Thursday. Because then they realized, oh, wait. It's WWE. Exactly, because, like... I'm saying Impact isn't good. No, no, they're actually quite good now, but, like, now it's like nobody really watches them because they have such stigma. Yeah. But now, as you mentioned, like, uh, people are starting to leave the company, and Mm -hmm. I think that's just a sign of people 
have, the employees have had it because they're not getting the opportunities that they deserve. Yeah. And now that they're actually making their own uh, companies for, you know, all elite wrestling. Yeah. That's, this I, is going to be like a whole new awakening for yeah. the wrestling industry. I think they're realizing, wait, I don't have to be in the WWE to be successful. Yeah. Like AJ Styles. He was famous long before he made it into the WWE. And now it's like, oh, he's in the WWE now. Cool. Yeah. All right. And like, it was kind of weird how they built him up. Because like at the Royal Rumble, he was saying like, they were giving him all these great accolades. But then they're at the same, like in the same breath, they're saying he's a rookie. He's a, yeah. he's a, and it's like, he's, he is not a rookie. He's in his 40s. He is a veteran, thank you very much. Yeah. Like, dude, have you not seen him in Bullet Club? Like, yeah, my exactly. boy. And it's the same thing with MMA, actually. Really? Like, in the, like, everyone, obviously, have you heard of the UFC? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's heard of the UFC. UFC is sort of seen as top pinnacle, like WWE. Mm-hmm. But there's so many other promotions that you can go to. Invicta Fighting for women. Uh, Bellator for everyone. Oh, and, yeah. And people are just sort of like, wait, I can go to this company. I can have my sponsors because UFC is like, ha, 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 we're signing you all to Reebok now and you can't do anything about it. Reebok is now your only sponsor. Ha! Oof. And, yeah, which sucks. So then they're like, wait, I can go to Bellator and make a lot more money and I get better health care. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Although Bellator isn't as well known, so it's like, oh. I've heard of Bellator, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of ignorant as a as a MMA guy because, like, I thought the, the wasn't it like Zufa? That yeah, owned? Zufa. Yeah, I think Zufa used to own UFC. Yeah. Oh, they used to. Yeah, they sold it to uh, WMG, some big corporation for like four billion dollars. <laughs> because you know it's four billion dollar investment. I mean, that's a pretty wise investment. It's definitely yeah. going to make money. Oh yeah. I, anyway, I thought like they were owned by like the same company. Hmm. It's like I, I'm sorry. I believe it. I, yeah, see, because like they're, they're like the same. Like they, they sound the same. They look the same. Yeah, they're both cage fighting. Now I sound like a guy who's never watched pro wrestling before, and you're probably like getting steamed. Like uh, no, oh trust me, I've talked to way stupider people. Like I've had, I had one guy come up to me and say WWE and UFC are the exact same. I was like, hold on, buddy. <laughs> WWE is predetermined and very entertaining. UFC is real and very entertaining. Yes. That's the difference. Exactly. And a lot of the time, they both put on really, really bad matches. True. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I know. <laughs> Derek Lewis versus Francis Ndanu sucked. Really? Yeah, there were... Do you know who Francis Ndanu is? I know what I said. I don't know that many. He, Francis Ndanu was homeless five years ago. Mm. And he just fought Stipe Miocic... For the heavyweight championship of the UFC, that's a pretty. That's a really that's a, like that's a movie story. Oh yeah, and before that, he had fought this other guy uh, named Alistair Overeem, who was a phenomenal kickboxer. Sent him into orbit with one punch, like one uppercut, and just boom. Damn, it was amazing. But then he fought this guy Derek Lewis, and they're both huge sluggers. So everyone thought, okay, sluggers, yes, 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 yes. Nope. They just kept going. They, they just were just like hugging each other for the five rounds. And there's like, oh. It'd be like if AJ Styles and like The Rock put on a show and be like, or like, it'd be like if, okay, the it's like if Andre and Hoden put on their match, like, oh, when it when they were still having that huge feud. Mm-hmm. But, and everyone would be like super excited, like, yes, this is going to be amazing. Will Hoden win? Will Hoden lose? 
but then they, but then Hoden just sits down for Andre. Oh man, that, that's what it's, that's what's the kind of like a finger poke of doom situation. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. uh. Did the, did he did the homeless man win though? Well, yeah, man. yeah. Former homeless man won. My boy, the French homeless man won. <laughs> man, this is a guy who bump fights is made for. Yes. I mean, I'm glad he didn't do it, but you know. Oh yeah, true. There's actually a guy, a little older guy, Taint Abbott. I voted. Yeah, I voted him. WCW. Yeah. yeah. W- he, WCW, yes, and he also fought in the UFC. He represented the street brawler in the UFC, aka guy that's into bar fights a lot. He <laughs> fights in UFC against three martial artists. Me, very smart. Did he actually get into bar fights? Yes, he, that was his, really? his record was 55, one, 55 wins in bar fights. That's literally what they said. How do you even like officiate this? You don't. What a gimmick. What, oh, a, yeah. what a stooge. But then he went over to WCW and I was like, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense for that guy. Makes sense. Probably yeah. Russo got him in there. Yeah, probably. You know he wanted him to be world champion? What? Yeah, and then he got axed from the company just because of that. <laughs> then he got hired back on. But you know. Then it's like, yeah. Go wrestling politics. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going on a quick music break here, folks. I hope you're enjoying this amazing interview. We'll be right back with more amazing talk about WWE, sports testing, and more. So, we are back with Britain. It's good to have you on. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Uh, you, are, you are my shiny-eyed friend. <laughs> last, last time I checked, not past my expiration date yet. <laughs> check the, check the uh, Bravo Sierra Instagram, folks. You will get that joke. Selfless, shame promo- selfless promotion. So, tell us about that basketball game you hosted recently after the woman won their hockey game, because that's an interesting story, to say the least. Okay, yes. They, so. sort, of, they sort of screwed you over with that. Kinda, just a, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit you know. Gotta gotta vast a new guy, you know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just coming off of uh, coming off of a high because you know we won the game, and that was actually the first game I called that the women's hockey team won. So I'm like, yes, yes. relief. Yay! <laughs> and I was just about to board the bus because I was going to see my mom because like I don't live with my mom anymore. But yeah. I was going to see her. You don't go see her because you're a good. You're a good little son. I'm a, I'm a good boy. You're but, a good boy. <laughs> you know, women love good boys. Yes. Oh, true. So, you know, all the women that know I'm not taken. So, well, I am taken. You are taken. Anyway. Anywho. Moving <laughs> on. So, I was just about to vote the bus, and then I got this notification on my, on my phone from the sports broadcasting group. Right. And then my uh, someone who was calling the game, he was saying, hey, I can't call the game. Like, this is two hours before the game time. It's like, my Ooh. wife is ill. So I'm like, I can film the game. Because I never talked about a men's sporting event. And yeah. it's officially, it's unofficially official that, you know, men men's sports gets more coverage, right? Yeah. So more people are going to be like tuning in. And I'm like, this is going to be my big moment. This is going to be where you break out. Exactly. This is where it's going to be a household name on campus. <laughs> and I begged and pleaded. And my boss, Abdul, he said, yeah, you can do it. Something sweet. So I went to the game. And... I didn't have that much time. I had like an hour to like prep all the stats and all that. So I eventually went in. We were facing the Lakehead Thunderwolves. Right. I I started so many more times than I usually did. I accidentally called them the Timberwolves. <laughs> and then on the next play, my colleague said, uh, and I don't know, like, Greg, blah, blah, for the Thunderwolves. And I just leaned back in my chair. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I accidentally 
misnamed one player with another, another player. Here's the thing, too. They don't have last names on the jerseys. Ooh, so you that's, have to... Ooh. That's questionable. So yeah. you just regard the number and, like, you look on the sheet or on your yeah. laptop. And the problem is they're usually, like, crouched over. So, like, the fabric, like, the so, clothing blocks the numbers. Yeah! So I'm just guessing. I'm blind guessing. And then the names on the sheet don't even match the names of the guys actually on the floor. It was... It was a table, and we lost, so, you know. So, it's, like, just a horrible day for everyone. It was. That was kind of like my the women's hockey team won. Now, call a game where you suck and the game loses. Well, on the bright side, you might be not, might not be known as Britain Gold, famous broadcaster for the boys' basketball team. You might be known as Britain Gold, the guy who broadcast one time and slightly missed. Oh, oof. Don't you it near you. <laughs> the Britain Gold story. Such a shame. But also, Valor. So, yeah. hopefully I'll come back. Hopefully. And we'll see you in WWE eventually getting a w- WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. You'll get a front row to see, buddy. Don't worry. Hell yeah. Thank you very much. Also, speaking of selfless plugs, yes. uh, we're going to be hosting, the women's basketball team is going to be hosting the Waterloo Warriors in the Battle of Waterloo tonight at 6 p.m. And I'm actually going to be calling that game. So if you want to hear more amazing broadcasting and support Laurier in the Battle of Waterloo, go on out. Hit me up. At Britain Gold on Instagram. <laughs> That's correct. I haven't updated my profile picture yet, sorry. Ah, well, don't worry about it. You're still good looking nonetheless. Oh, thank you, guy. I'm still a shiny egg. <laughs> hey, not as shiny as this egg. Well, that's a good point. You actually have going in, though. It, it, it is, slightly, but you have, you have a better head of hair than me. It's like... Thank you, Beatles. <laughs> I have a lot of hair, but, like, oh, it's terrible. I'm thinking of, like, cutting it off, you know? Not shaving it, but, like... Yeah, but, like, getting a little trim... Then a little trim, going for like the, I don't know, the non-emo, e-boy look. Let me cut your hair. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. I'll, I'll just I'll just shave your name into the side of your head. I'll just big B in a circle. Yeah. Just look gangster. Just never see me on campus again if you give me that. Fair enough. I, I once uh, was at a party and a guy passed out. So I, his one, one of his friends brings out these scissors. So I'm like, "Uh oh, what's going on?" Cuts his hair. Cuts a cuts the cuts a penis into his hair. Yeah. So I was like, "Ha!" But I said, "Oh." Sean and Floyd, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sean and Floyd. Sean and Floyd, and then empathy. Yeah. Got see, I, see, I'm a bit. I laugh at people's pain, but I also feel a bit bad. Exactly. And once it's okay, you laugh at them. Exactly. Like. I have one story. So I was talking with one of my friends. We just come out of French class. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were near the, uh, I want to say the Dob. Yeah, the Dob. We were okay. just coming out of the Dob. And you know how there's like that place with all the places where you can sit? Like all the tables? Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. A girl was coming down from there and it was really icy. So she slipped and just slid all the way down <laughs> the hill. So I, all you hear is me go, so yeah, that quiz was really hard. Look over. <laughs> And then she just looks over at me and is like, sorry, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm okay. And I said, like, sorry, I laughed. She's like, okay, I would have too. Oh. So I felt bad for laughing at the same time. You know. She can take a joke. Yeah, Sean. Nice. Yeah. So, what, so what's one practical joke that you've pulled on someone that you felt, that you thought was either hilarious or you felt bad for afterwards? Oh, man. Um, I, I'm not that much of a jokester, actually. I get, I get like... I don't want to say heated when someone, like, pulls a practical joke on me, but I definitely feel like, 
I'm a sensitive guy. You're, you're, you're a sensitive guy. I'm a sensitive guy. You so, care about people. I care about Yeah, so like... You're a caring human being. I, I remember, um, it wasn't much of a joke, but like, it's, it's kind of mean. Like, I kind of accidentally... Okay. So, film class. Okay. Um, it was me and, like, just a bunch of my friends. Uh, high school friends. We yeah. don't talk anymore, but, you know, still friends on the last. We don't talk anymore. We don't talk anymore. Free plug. <laughs> and Whoever's saying that song, hit me up. Ooh. Free sponsor. So, like, we were all in the group, and the problem was, they did F all, like, none of the work. Right. So, I was pretty much just, like, I did all the writing, I did the producing, the direct, like, I, I did the editing. You like, did everything. I did everything. There's always that one guy that does most of the work in the group, and that was you. Yeah, and like I was surprised because I'm never that guy, yeah. but I was supposed to be. So I did that, and then at the end of the credit scene, uh, me and my friend we we colluded, <laughs> and after like the final scene goes and the credits uh, pop up, he just typed in uh, like so and so did nothing, blah blah was on his phone, was, like this <laughs> basically trashing everybody, and then he, at the end he put down. Britain actually did everything, and he did he did all the work. Good job, Britain. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's really funny. And it's yeah. like, like I thought we were gonna pull that out, but he did it. Ooh. So when he showed it in front of the class, like I just basically shat on everybody who was making the movie. Because you just thought, okay, it's not that's funny. Yeah, let's not put that in the actual clip. And then you're yeah. like, ooh, it's funny, but ooh, it's funny, but it, like, thank God it didn't like. Down like great or like yeah. anybody. Else. I mean, I'm sort of down with everybody else's great, but yeah. it was worth. It was worth it. I, I feel like that's what everyone wants to do on a project because there's that always that one guy that does diddly squat the entire project, mm. and you just want to say, put everyone else's name and then just not put his name, yeah, or her name. Like that's dude, that's justice. It's not. Look, is it really? It's poetic justice. It's poetic justice. I think that makes it okay. Yeah, maybe. it's not the Punisher justice, so it's all right. Mm-hmm. Do you pay much attention to superhero Punisher stuff? Um, I'm lately getting into Batman. I wasn't. I was never really a big comic guy, though. Oh, really? Yeah, like I, I saw um, Thor two. Oh yeah, the Thor Ragnarok or Thor uh, Dark World. Uh, it was the one where he went to like a coffee place and it's like. Oh, that's Thor one. That's that's Thor one. Wait, first one. First one. Okay. So wait, wait. Goes to, comes to Earth for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, that's Thor one. So yeah, I went to see that with my uh, big brother from the Big Brother Big Sister Foundation. Fun. Yeah, I, I fell asleep through the entire movie. It's uh, like I'm sorry. It's, I'm not that much of a superhero guy. I, like whenever I see superhero movies, I always goof and gaff on them. Ah, yeah, fair enough. I'm sorry, but like, what what do you watch? What superheroes? Punisher. Punisher. What? Punisher. I saw a full LP of the game though, and the game looks. It looks yeah. so freaking cool, dude. It does. And I love the series. John, do you know who John Bernthal is? I feel like I should. Have you watched The Walking Dead? Yes. He's uh, Rick's partner. Shane? Shane, yeah. Oh, man, Shane's a, not he, a nice guy. He's not a nice guy. But then he they got John, that actor to play the Punisher. Oh, yeah. And he is phenomenal. Really? Phenomenal. I he's like AJ Styles. Phenomenal. P1. There you go. Yeah, I never got to see like his full acting range. I guess as Shane. Oh yeah. So like, like does he? What does he do as a Terminator? Like, what makes him the, so cool? As the Punisher. So oh cool. my god. Terminator. You're thinking, fucking, you're thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, you're thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is Punisher. Okay. Thunderwolves, Timberwolves vibes all uh, over again. Uh, Sorry. Uh, it's okay. okay. So what? His story is the. He started off in. G, 
so you know how Netflix has like all those superhero things? Yeah. Like Daredevil, Just Jones, Luke Cage. Oh yeah, nope. Iron Fist. Eh. Um, but uh, so he started off in Daredevil season two, mediocre season, just as Electra. But his story is his family got he was uh, special forces with the U.S. Navy SEALs. Okay. He gets home from his deployment, retires from the Navy. Day after he gets back, he goes out for a picnic with his family. His entire family is killed by the mafia. Not a good day. Not a good no. day to start the week. Not how you want to start your t- retirement from the army. Mm. So, what he does, he says, you know what? That pissed me off a bit. So he goes and kills everyone in the mafia. Well, I mean, oh, you know. Because revenge, I guess? Revenge, you know. And then get the political justice system? And that's actually part of it, too, because Daredevil then becomes his lawyer. When what? he gets arrested. Because Matt Murdock is a lawyer. Dude, he's blind. I know. He's blind. I'm not, not, not I'm not, like, Same deaf thing. and, deaf, deaf people. God. Blind people. <sighs> okay, I'm not saying you guys can't be good lawyers. I'm sure you guys are fantastic lawyers. But, like. But it's, it, it, it's tough. It's tough. It's definitely tough. Like, can I have the witness, blah, blah, to the stand? And it's kind of, like. Trusting. Yeah. Like, it's like, yes, I'm Sharon. Like, yes, I'm Sharon. I'm Sharon. Why is your voice so deep, Sharon? I'm Sharon. I'm Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then it's amazing because then he murders everyone. And then in season one, and then he lets his own show. Ooh. And then, not to, this isn't spoilers, in uh, season one of The Punisher, mm-hmm. he finds out that there was an entire conspiracy behind his family getting killed because mm-hmm. he did some shady stuff. While he was deployed with his unit, and then the government was trying, the CIA was trying to keep cover it up, so they were killing everyone in his unit. Oh, so they so they set up the drugs thing, and then they had, so they thought, you know what, we're just gonna have his entire family killed, including him. That way, it's not suspicious. So he was supposed to get punished, and then he punished others. Exactly. Okay, now that's now that's a story I can get behind. Exactly. Karma. And then, I, I'm pretty sure you can guess what happens when he found out that the CIA was involved. Killed everyone on the CIA. Exactly. That's going to take, like, man, you're going to have to recruit a lot of people just to, like, fund the CIA again. Yeah. I don't even know the ins and outs of that, but that, that seems really tricky. Yeah. Especially with a Navy, with one Navy SEAL who sniper qualled. Yeah, you're going to have a tough time. Like, you, did you read American or see American Sniper? I didn't. No, it looked <gasps> badass though. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. Clint Eastwood is a great director. Oh yeah, and like the the longest kill that guy got, it was one thousand. Uh, sorry, two thousand one hundred uh, feet or something like that. Mm. Sorry, uh, it was like sorry twelve hundred feet. So that's like twelve football fields. Oh okay. Jeez Louise. Yeah. That. That guy was awesome. Oh, man. And he, he passed away recently, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he passed away in 2015, I want to say. Oh. It was really sad how he passed away, too. With the uh, cancer? No. Oh, no, no, no. It was much worse. Not, <laughs> not, not, not to say cancer isn't horrible. No. Cancer sucks. And it does. But the way he died was equally as tragic. Oh, okay. So what happened was he was working with vets with PTSD. Because mm-hmm. he had had PTSD, but he overcame it. I understand. Which is like, yay! Really tough. Yeah. So then he was helping other vets because he'd been through the same thing. So he was taking this guy to a gun range 
to so because you know as an ex-military personnel that's what he'd like to do with the guy sort of rekindle that love of guns yeah so the last text he sent to one of his buddies was this guy is effing insane don't tell me that's how he died man he took the guy to the gun range the guy had a PTSD flashback why are you taking shot the gun Chris Kyle and his buddy they both passed away unfortunately it is. It's depressing. I think I just brought this show like down three octaves from where we were. I mean, like we were talking about WWE, how awesome Hulk <laughs> Hogan was. Guy dies because of, a, because of a shot to the head. This is terrifying highs, devastating lows, and creamy middles. <laughs> that could, that should be the new tagline of the show: De- amazing highs, devastating lows, and creamy middles. Creamy the Brothers here hour. I tune in for it. Oh, yeah. I like premium middle. Me, too. I'm sure there's an inappropriate joke somewhere <laughs> in there that we cannot make on air. Probably. I mean, I can't probably even say it. Uh, can't say it. Well, well, my mom would be fine with that. Why am I talking about my mom? Ah, uh, well. The, the jokes you can make off air with your family and friends, very different than you can make on air. Yeah, oh, yeah, because, you know, Laurier. The first thing to come up to Laurier is, like, family-friendly content. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I came here, guys. <laughs> oh, totally. You know what? You know what really sort of bugs me though. What? There's a show on Radio Laurier called "F the Patriarchy," but it's actually the actual word. Oh, what? I know, right, dude? But she didn't. So the per- I have no problem express whatever opinions yeah. you want to have. Obviously, yeah. We don't However, you didn't name your show that. Originally, I wanted to name my show the Fubar Hour. Ooh, I can't name my show that. This is taking up with corporate guy. Oh yeah, true. But that's my that's my military rant for the day. Let me name my show the Fubar Hour. I mean, or the Snafu Hour. Snafu Hour would be more appropriate. I am totally behind that guy. <laughs> you have your full support right here. Right, let me ask you a question, actually. All right, pass away. Uh, how are you finding your experience at Laurier? So far, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not I mean, bad on the fly. Could bad. Uh, Laurier. So far, not bad. <laughs> Could be better, could be worse. I have had some interesting conversations, though. Mm. You? Me? Uh, dude, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's like, it's like this whole party culture. Oh, and yeah. And like... And you're not much of a party guy, are you? No, I'm not. And like... Like, I remember I saw you at the Christmas party, and that's it. That was, yeah, like, that's... Dude, you saw me at, like, my yeah. most non-Christian... <laughs> like, yeah, that night. And it's like, it's t- like I've had, like, one other party since then. But, oh, yeah. like, I'm trying to, like, stop drinking and stuff like that. And, like, man, you can't do that at party school. Like, no, like you the, can't. Laurier is not the place to stop drinking. No, and, like, when St. Patrick's Day comes out, Oof. dude, I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to have to decide. I'm going to have to, like, yeah. pick a team. Yeah. So, like, that's good. But aside from well, that. Well, you and I will be the non-drinking ones because I'm trying to cut down on my drinking, too. Oh, my God. That's good. Yeah. Because if you remember at the Radio Laurier party. Oh, God. I'm surprised. Like, I'm surprised it, like, took us that many. Yeah. Not to, like, write to everybody. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. You know, we're just just men the guys. Yeah. Me and the boys. (laughs) The boys. Saturdays for the boys. Hey. Shout out to Raheel. There's a guy in my uh, res. He he literally has a flag in his room that says. Ball Yes. Saturdays are for the boys. I love Glasgow, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, other than that, Lori, 
Pretty cool. I, I really like yeah. the students. Me too. Thank Although I have had some interesting conversations with some communists. Hey, you know, buddy. <laughs> hey, work someday. Hey, yeah. what's cap? You want to know what communism is? What? The most slow and painful route to capitalism ever. Hey, Lamal. Hey, well, I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. Still yeah. speaking. <laughs> yeah. True. Two communists were walking down. Were walking in Soviet Russia. Oh, One says to the other, "Comrade, have we achieved perfect communism?" His friend looks around and says. No, it didn't get a lot worse. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, communists. Communism? You just don't have a good history. Uh, actually, I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. But like after like coming to university and taking like like all of one sociology class, I'm like, hey, you know, maybe. Like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay, I'm listening. I'm 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 an open-minded guy. I'll listen. Okay. I'm not saying throw away capitalism, not no. at all. But I'm saying like. Some socialist policies. Some socialist policies are awesome. Do. Yeah, like we've got free healthcare. That yes, never change that. We pay for the police and firefighters. Keep that. Yeah, like, I don't want to privatize that. No, no. I, I want someone to come when someone is robbing me. Yes. Please, yes, I want that. I like I like it when I break my leg. I can go to the hospital and get immediate treatment and not have to worry about payment. Exactly. I like that. Like, yeah, like these are things that should be like no brainers. Yeah, despite like the economic stuff that needs to go into them, I yeah. It does cost a little bit more, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's worth it. Oh, it's totally worth it. I agree. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, the biggest qualm I have would be, like, probably, like, I guess when it comes to communism, is like, people... Well, okay, I don't even know that much about communism. I'll be honest with you. Like, is there a difference between, like, Cuban, Cuban communism and, like, Stalin communism? There has to be a difference. Not much of a difference. Not that I know of, anyways. Like, okay. you, I don't know much about communism. But I do know it does have a very rough history, and you and ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, when you put it in place, not gonna work. God, maybe one day. One day. I mean, people like to, and for example, Venezuela. They put they, mm. they are almost the perfect socialist state. Ooh, like I'd say, if you want a good world, mm-hmm. implement more democ- more capitalism and socialism, but still have a bit of socialism in there. Yeah, like what we have. Like, obviously, Canada's not perfect. We don't have the free speech laws of the U.S. or, But we're still pretty good. I like Canada. Yeah, I think it's actually pretty good. I, I think, uh, especially, like, hate speech. Yeah. I think hate speech, you can, technically in Canada, you can go away, get away with. With certain Not get things. away, but, like, you know. Yeah, it's, like, for me, I think, for free speech, if you're threatening violence on someone, like, if I say. That's where you cross the line, buddy. Like, if I say, Britain Gold, he's a horrible person. We need to murder him right now. Yeah, the first part of that sentence was fine. It still hurt my heart. The second part, I was like, then it's like, then then it's like, no, put that guy in jail. He's dangerous. Exactly. But it's like, if I just, if someone's a racist person, of course they're it's not terrible. a good person. Terrible. Yeah. Of course they're not a good person. But should we say, hey, you can't say any of that? No, because they're still not thinking. Exactly. The best way to educate them on why they're wrong is to have a conversation with them and see why they think that way. And that's what, like, kind of not. I guess to an extent, because, like, you know, people, like, shun people with racist views, as they should. Yeah, like, but, obviously like, racism is bad. I don't think anyone yeah. would disagree on that. Racism is bad. Absolutely. But, like, when we start, like, when people get, like, fired and all that, it's like, like, dude, either they have to support themselves or you're going to make the state support them. Yeah. You know? So, like, I don't think, like, dude, how do we even get to politics, honestly? I don't know. We started off with WWE, then got to politics. Oh, my God. Rebel Zero, everybody. That's how we do. 
That's why I came on. Exactly. I want to talk about five-star matches in the abysmal, <laughs> I don't know, NDP party. I'm pro and What am I saying anymore? Uh, I don't know. Where did we, Why are we here? I love everyone in every Me party. Too. We love, we, we're very loving people. Oh, we love everyone. We care about you guys. Exactly. We do it for you guys, viewers. We do it for you. We broadcast for you. Exactly. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and make sure to show the shit. <laughs> share it with everyone you know. Exactly. Like, comment, subscribe, guys. <laughs> anyway, unfortunately, we may have to wrap it up. Just because we do have another show coming on. It's a metal show about metal <gasps> streamer stuff and punk rock and stuff. It's Devastating. Cool. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a pretty cool job. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Any last words you want to add to the crowd? Um, thank you for having me on, first of all. You're uh, very welcome. Please. I'd love to have you on again. Oh, I love where this discussion went, and I hope we can do it again. I hope so, too. I'd love to. And uh, again, a cheap plug, uh, 6 p.m. tonight, Laurie is going to be hosting Waterloo, wins basketball, and I believe the men's are going to play right after that. Tickets for students only, Tooney, uh, A. Tooney, and I'm going to be calling that game. And the playoffs are going to be starting soon for both teams. So, so tune in. You can hear this beautiful voice all the time at women's basketball, women's hockey, and you have a good night, folks. And remember, tune in next Friday at 1 p.m. I'll have another amazing guest. Technology, folks. Sorry. <sighs> Don't you just love technology? Bro? Oh, man, I love it. Let's talk about metal until this thing actually happens. Uh, Poppy, actually. That's a good thing, everybody. Poppy, I recommend it. Poppy? Poppy. Great artist. She does a little bit of metal. Cool. All right. Well, don't listen to Poppy. Unfortunately, we do not have any Poppy here. But we do have a band called Elisepi Elispi. Elispi. I don't know. Anywho, you folks have a nice day. Stay fresh, stay fancy, and enjoy your reading week. Oh,